Welcome to episode 192 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. And that intro is especially for Double A-Ron. Where is A-A-Ron right now? He likes that one, so I figured I'd bring that back for him. But I am going to be doing a show here with three X books. We're going to catch up more and more and more until we get to the end of the catching up, which means you're all caught up, right? Eh, it's it's late. It is late again. I ended up having to wait a while tonight because it is the 4th of July, but now it is the 5th of July, everybody's favorite holiday, and I ended up having to wait because of the uh, fireworks, so I have been drinking my coffee. You can't be a nonconformist if you don't drink coffee. That is true, and I'm ready to go, but before I do... Go into those three X books. Let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. You follow us. We'll follow you back. Now this is it is. We are also on a website that's called WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. <laughs> and we have a YouTube channel that is Weird Science Comics. Now this is it's all pod racing it is. And we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go and support us for all the things we do, including the stuff here on the Marvel channel. And we also have the DC podcast. We also have the YouTube, all the things that I mentioned already. But if you do go over to the Patreon you'll see that there are a lot, and I mean a lot of exclusive shows that you can listen to in your little earbuds or whatever you use for that there. One of the things we do each week is a Patreon-only spotlight, and it's usually books. But this past week, me and Brandon, because there weren't many books going, we ended up doing something that we have done on the DC side of things that people tend to like is me and Brandon had our do or die $25 pull list show where we end up having $25 and we have to pick books that we'd have on a monthly pull. And that's always fun. Brandon, he, he tends to pick things that aren't Marvel books sometimes, which is crazy, but that's because he isn't enjoying some of the books as much as I am, I think. But if you want to listen to that, and a ton of other shows, like I said, go over to patreon.com slash weird science, check things out, and maybe join up and have some fun. If you join up now at the beginning of July, you can check out all of the shows. And then if you don't end up liking it, if you quit before August 1st, you'll never get charged. So it is a free trial. I just ask everyone to give it a shot and see if it is something that you would like to do listen to subscribe to help us out all of those things but we're going to go off now to the x book starting with 
a book that had kind of a dual story going on, one in space, one in Nebraska. I was enjoying, I think, the Nebraska story a little more, though we're going to change locales. We're back on Earth, and I'm sure that most people will be able to guess that I'm talking about New Mutants. All right, and this is New Mutants number eight, and it's written by Ed Brisson, art by Marco Faella. Colors by Carlos Lopez, letters by VCs, Travis, Lan, Ham, bouncing back, hoping to bring their friends to Krakoa. The new mutants instead ended up in a disastrous hostage shootout with a drug cartel. Safe to say they could use a win. Couldn't we all use a win? And so we are back on Earth. We do start off, you know, in the whole a Blackstone deal with Sebastian Shaw. Talking to a man known and Maxima is what I have found out is the pronunciation. I ended up going online and doing one of those pronunciation videos where you sit there and you listen to a, them go on ad nauseum the, the name and then it gets you annoyed that it's like Maxima, Maxima. I'm like, all right, I got it the first time there, computer. Maxima, I'm going to get you. You better stop it. You better stop How dealing with Maxima. I kept saying I was getting so angry. But yeah, you end up seeing Maxima. And then on going to Sebastian Shaw, and pretty much it seems telling him, hey, uh, yeah, there was this drug cartel in Nebraska. It was crazy. We used our powers. We made people think that they were cheating on each other's wives, and it was really cool. Hey, you want us to kind of help you out? And Sebastian's like, no, no, no. You go off and you can tell he's weirded out. By Maxima and Manon going, yeah, go and play. I, I wish he's like, go off to the corn, you children of the corn. Go off into the cornfields, and I'll talk to you later. But he kind of does say, yeah, go off and do what you people do. I'm out of here. I'm going to go and clean up your mess on my own, is what you end up having Sebastian say. And that seems like it's a little bit of an interesting twist of what we did see and what we might not have actually been seeing. But then you go off to the Amazon rainforest in Brazil, and you see a, what is, a mutant running away from something. We see that it is a a mutant hunting quadruped who is now going to attack this here blue mutant kid uh, who ends up wearing a wife beater. I know it's not a great choice of things to wear, but, you know, that's what happens in the hashtag rainforest problems. And before this mutant hunting quadruped can take down and eat this mutant, it does get stopped by get sh- getting shot by arrows, and this mutant gets taken in. Now, we don't know exactly what's going on, but we will learn very quickly when you end up having a trio of magma armor and boom boom going off to a nova roma the hidden uh, pretty much roman city in the rainforest that is magma's family's deal her father running it they ended up getting called there and they go there and boom boom for most of this issue is pretty much solid gold just bitching and moaning about being where she doesn't want to be everything is not her thing you end up at a point where they're going off to hunt these mutant hunting quadruped things and she's like i could just go through this gate and i could bring back like x23 or maybe even wolverine we can get somebody who's better at fighting and you do kind of find out that magma 
has kind of a little plan that she kind of wants Boom Boom to do this to kind of get her on the straight and narrow, at least kind of pick up her spirits, even though Boom Boom seems to want to go off to the quote unquote killer party, probably the Krakoan Burning Man that drives me nuts. But I think that maybe Magma sees that when Boom Boom is just on the island, she just likes to drink a lot. This is more of an intervention than I think we realize, but she ends up going and her father comes out of Father Lucius and like, hey, you know, thanks for coming, daughter. We got a problem. It's kind of a mutant thing. Let me show you. And the whole thing with Nova Aroma is they just like to be left alone, it, like me. They just don't want people knocking on the door. They don't want people in their backyard or the front yard or the side yard. And this mutant running away from this crazy monster that was trying to eat them uh, did cause no alarms to go off and things like that and they don't want that so it's not exactly the idea of hey this kid was having issues we need to help him it's more of magma's dad calling and saying you gotta figure this stuff out i mean this mutant stuff you and the crack call fine whatever but it's starting to affect us figure this out figure this out quick get this kid out of here and all that and they do find out Hey, there's these monsters. They were chasing us. They won't let us through the gates. Once we heard about Krakoa, we kind of gathered and we all kind of made a sprint for the gates. But some of my friends were eaten. It's funny because he's like, yeah, you know, a lot of my friends were eaten. And then you, you have you have magma. We'll get your friends. I'm like, you're going to you're going to leave in peace and pieces here. You're going to end up and they do find a hand. But, yeah, there's some other other mutants that haven't been eaten yet but still it's just an odd idea of uh hey uh can you you know my friends were eaten we'll find your friends no no, did did you hear me they were eaten you're not gonna find them but they end up going off to search for or find this gateway that this mutant kid was talking about and this is where you're gonna get this back and forth because as they go they're walking through the rainforest there's boom boom she's in like heels And, you know, this outfit, she's pissed off. She's got blisters on her fingers, you know, kind of like with Helder Skelter, but also blisters on her blisters that have blisters. She's also got a lot of mosquito bites. She just wants to go back and party. All of these things going on. And as they do get closer and closer to the gateway and then eventually find it where I said that Boom Boom says, I'll just go through here. And I'll send somebody who's better at fighting, you know, to help out. And no, no, no. You know, we kind of want you here. They do get attacked by these monsters and they're fighting and they must have thick hides, unlike me on Twitter. And they're having problems defeating these monsters. Well, they end up where armor kind of rips one in half and that'll do it every time. Uh, But says, you know, that they're softer on the inside. It's like, isn't that what they say about the TARDIS? Isn't that? And so they end up where Boom Boom has been throwing the bombs at the outside, and they're not doing anything to these monsters. But she realizes, okay, I'll shove these bombs in their mouth, and that will blow them up while you have magma. She's transformed into, you know, her magma self. She's shooting fire. But yeah, nothing's hurting them from the outside, but from the inside, they do end up taking them down. And when the one explodes, that's where Armor's like, I think I found a hand over here. Uh, it, it almost looks like she's there on the beach of Normandy in the Saving Private Ryan. There's the hand there. It's like, oh, but it does kind of give them a little more, even though they were hurt, you know, they were told these monsters are eating my friends. Once you see it, it kind of ups the ante. 
and they're going to try to figure out what's going on with these beasts. They're going to collect some samples and take it to Beast and figure some stuff out like that. Now, in the meantime, Sebastian Shaw, oh, oh, gussied up with his cane. He's heading off to Costa Perdida. And if you were paying attention earlier in this, when you were in Nebraska with Beak and all them, you did have that one bra, you know, that that drug dealer bra. He would mention the Costa Perdida a lot. So that's where Sebastian Shaw has gone to talk to Ezekiel, who's leading this cartel. And Ezekiel seems like he's like, hey, yeah, Sebastian, this is great. You sit down. We're going to have, have some drinks and we'll talk about all these mutant drugs that you're going to give us and the medicines and, oh, man, we're all going to be rich. And you end up having Sebastian pretty much like, well, let, let's talk about this because you could have went the proper way. You, you, we could have talked this out. We could have made a deal. But instead, you tried to force our hand. You ended up putting guns up to the heads of mutants and we're not going to deal with that and basically ends up saying that the mutants are like the wu-tang clan they ain't nothing to with i mean really you're not going to do anything and then probably said i got mutants on the money and the money on my mind and all that stuff but yeah you end up having this meeting that kind of goes you know south and this is where i think that you do have a neater version of the idea that if Sebastian dies, if they end up shooting him in the head, he'll just be brought back. So you can end up, you know, kind of pushing your weight a little. You have the big energy. I just like the sensor beep button that I can hit here. But yeah, so you can kind of, you know, just throw it out there. And I really expected him to get shot. He ends up saying to Ezekiel, yeah, you know what I did? I I didn't have to point a gun at anyone. What I actually did was handshake, a little deal with, you know, your rival uh, cartel. And now they're going to control that in Costa Partida, which means that you will go bankrupt. You will be destined. All these guys, you're you're not going to have the money to pay them. They're going to leave you. You're just going to be there. You're going to be begging for alms. And pretty much again, the, the... Krakoan mutants ain't nothing to with, and they realize this. But again, I expected old Sebastian to to get shot and have to be brought back by the five. That did not happen, though. He seems to have just walked away. Uh, While that's going on, you do see that Magma, Armor, and Boom Boom have gathered up the mutants there in Brazil in the rainforest, uh, the ones that were on the run, the ones trying to get to the gates and couldn't, and they're taking them back, flying back to Krakoa with them. And Boom Boom does say to Magma, hey, by the way, thanks. I think I did need that. I needed to do something like this. Well, the issue ends with a cliffhanger where you end up having a lady who comes out of the woods to see this dead mutant hunting quadruped. She's also got what appears to be a mutant snake and a woolly mammoth, a woolly mammoth person, which is odd. It's like Chewbacca with tusks. It's crazy. Uh, Pretty much they're saying, you know, whoever did this, by the way, I had to do that for Chewbacca. Uh, You end up having her say whoever did this is going to get repaid in kind. And so you end up having the mutants just get another enemy on their butts, even though it seems like this was already an enemy, at least an enemy to the younger mutants that were 
around the rainforest and in Brazil. So we'll have to go. But I did like this. It's a quick issue. I think that you get a bit of, you know, lightheartedness stuff, uh, especially from Boom Boom, which I love. But you also get Sebastian almost in a kick butt deal with him that was very much like Apocalypse when he basically said that he's the one who ended the Bronze Age, you know, back in the X-Men deal. So I did like that. And I'm not exactly on board with liking Sebastian, but I can recognize that he is a bad butt. He, He had to end up killing Kitty, so I will never forgive him. I will never ever forgive him I've stolen my dreams yes but overall i'm actually going to give this an 8.5 it actually gets me excited again for the new mutants book after that nonsense game playing you know, just pile of poop that i thought that the last issue was with on jonathan hickman playing his dice rolling games it really really pretty much depressed me with this whole line of books this actually gets me back on so thank you Jerry Dugan, or actually Ed Brisson. I ended up looking at the Marauders deal. Oh, thank Jerry Dugan as well ahead of time. But I'm going to go off now. <laughs> I'm not going to get to Marauders yet. I, I'm actually going to be going off to a book that, boy, I, I just do not like. And that book is Excalibur number eight. Hey, who has three thumbs and hates Excalibur? This guy, and please don't make fun of my three thumbs. It is written by Teeny Howard, pencils by Wilton Santos and Marcus Toe, inks by Sean Parsons, Marcus Toe, Roberto Polgi, and Victor Nava. A lot of inkers, a lot of inkers. Colors by Eric Arcianega. Why so many inkers? I don't know. Letters by VCs, Joe Sabino, Civility. Charged by Apocalypse to retrieve strange components for a necessary ritual, Excalibur went on the hunt. Chasing down the last remaining werewolves at Cullen Bloodstone's family hunting lodge was going well enough until the team's unsporting conduct brought out Cullen's less gracious sides, shall we say? Shall we? Seriously. Just think of this. This this arc, this story arc is about, you know, the the sport of hunting and what are the proper rules and conduct and what is sporting and what is unsporting. And it just continues in this issue. You end up having Apocalypse needing the skulls of the werewolves, right? So they're going to go and get them. They have to get involved in this nonsense hunt. Boy, this just lasts too long. I just don't understand it. I, I sit there thinking, what are me and my three thumbs going to do here? Because I'm bored. And and not only just bored, but bored as I'm laughing at, at this whole deal where you do have this hunt going on. You ended up where the Excalibur team went to the zoo that supposedly had the werewolves, but they were bought up by Colin Bloodstone. He wants to have his proper hunt. You know, I can imagine you have that sort of thing going on. They're going to maybe make sandwiches with Grey Poupon. I mean, it's fancy, right? And so he ends up showing his parasite side while the mutants are using their mutant abilities. Well, when this is all going down, you have Richter use his deal to kind of grab on to Cullen and stop him. And then they agree Hey, why don't we go and talk over a nice meal and we could discuss maybe the rules of the hunt 
And that's what they do. And and that's not fun. I I really, as this was going on and halfway through this issue, I actually stopped and thought, is this what this is about? I mean, really, this is what we're dealing with? Holy moly. Well, they go and they're going to have their dinner. And at dinner, it's the debate. Well, I think that we should continue this hunt without using mutant abilities and without me using my parasitic abilities. And then they start going, well, being a mutant isn't something you can just turn off and on. And me not using my power still makes me immune. You end up having a ring that suppresses your parasitical side and all this. And I'm like, what? What's going on? And they're kind of bickering and arguing. Well, you end up having Richter. He's a little restless. He's got to go feel some ground. And that ends up pretty much meaning hugging and a kiss of the old Cullen, which really it came out of nowhere and really didn't do anything for the story. You end up having him going over here, Cullen say, you know, on the phone, which you would assume it is to Coven Akaba, where, you know, the bad's here. And he's saying, yeah, the mutants are here. You know, I got them. What's going on? Here we go. And it seems as if what Richter's going to figure out is that Cullen is trying to goad the mutants into doing something bad so that they can be blamed for this and all this spinning around. Well, they end up smooching, which is fine. But it, it just it seems like a surprise to Richter. But then just the idea of, you know, them kissing and then him already it's already been kind of gone. Hey, you were talking to somebody. Oh, you heard that? That's unfortunate. Let's smooch. And then they smooch and then Colin says, you know, hey, that's pretty good. And Richter's like, I got to go. I got to go tell everybody about the stuff you told me before the smooching, you know, who you were on the phone with and things like that. Uh, so goes off to talk to Betsy and Betsy's in a gown and, you know, they start to try to figure out, OK, it looks like Colin's trying to trick us. We may not even be able to defeat these werewolves uh, without our powers. But yet that's the, the rules of the game, the most dangerous game. And, and so they go and they decide Let's just skip this stupid deal with this hunt. Let's just go now. Let's grab these skulls and let's get out of there. At the one point, you do have Rogue using her ability to kind of transform into one of the werewolves. She goes off. It it really means nothing. At the end, it kind of does, but really doesn't. It's something that I just a lot of the things in this book just happen to happen and don't really mean much, but they're going to gather these skulls they go off and and they do that they end up gathering the skulls as colin bloodstone he's singing a tune to himself he's fixing himself a little you know brandy he's gonna have that with his smoking jacket on he's gonna sit there in front of the fire but he sees oh those damn mutants oh my god those mutants are nothing to just like the whole wu-tang clan and i messed that one up but yeah they end up they're gathering the skulls the whole idea of is rogue that crazy werewolf or not hey she's chasing me says gambit i don't even care and they end up knocking down cullen they knock him out they find the last skull they need five skulls they find the last one in his backpack now they have it but there's troubles because there's a baby little puppy Warwolf, and this is what Betsy takes back and shows to Apocalypse, who says we have to kill it because we have to do this whole ritual with the skulls here. And I needed all of the Warwolf skulls in the whole deal. We're supposed to destroy them. Betsy says, Well, 
it is a male and there's no female left, so it's kind of is destroyed. You end up having Apocalypse say, well, this is supposed to be something that's quick and sudden, not waiting years for this thing to die. You're just going back. And then basically you have the idea where Apocalypse is like, I have this ritual I'm going to do. I need to do this, this, and this. And then Betsy's like, nope, you're going to have to, you're going to have to adapt. And he's like, but, but there's rules. Here. I got, nope, you, you can't kill the puppy. You're going to have to adapt. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what is How going on you? here? I don't understand. Goes off and gives this puppy to Rachel. It's like, oh, man, I haven't seen a werewolf in a while. I'm going to, you know, raise it. Hey, you want to go have a drink? I can't. I'm now a mommy of this werewolf puppy. So I guess I can't. The end. So, so bad. I, I look at the reviews for this and people seem to be enjoying it. I don't know how. I I just I read this, especially this issue. I think that this issue, if I would have lasted this long, you know, just there I'm buying the issues as they come out. This would have been it. I, I just could have been like, okay, this whole thing with the other world, and you have Jamie Braddock taking over. We ended up having the things with Brian and Betsy, where we supposedly get something. We never really ended that really properly. You know, and you say, I, I'm telling you, this this book is nonsense, utter nonsense. And this issue, the idea that I'm sitting here reading a book about the rules of the hunt and what is sporting and what isn't, just get those skulls and take them back. And then all of a sudden, well, I got to, you know, kill this this baby. No, you can't. That's part of the ritual. This is part of something that is millennium in the, in the making. And yet you're just changing the rules just to change them to to do something. I don't know. Nonsense. And because of that, I I, I can't go. And I, I'm not even that huge a fan of the art. It's okay. It's just nothing really stuck out as spectacular or anything like that. So I'm going to be, I think I'm being uh, kind of nice about it. I'm going to give it a four out of ten. I, I just, I think it's nonsense. And I'm just getting whatever. I'm done. I'm done with that until the next one because I end up having to do it, right? You know? I should be back in school. I should be. If I was back in school, I wouldn't deal with this stuff, right? I could just sit here and have fun. You leave me, my monkey. And I definitely leave you your monkey. I would, but I'm going to go on to the next book, uh, a book that I have been enjoying and actually is a nice one. I'm glad that this Excalibur was at least between two books that – I kind of like, so I'm going to be going off now to Marauders number nine. And Marauders number nine is written by Jerry Dugan, as I said earlier. Art by Matteo Loli, colors by Edgar Delgado, and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. And it says blood poisoning while on mutant rescue mission in Marjorie Bay. Pyro was unknowingly injected with a microscopic submarine piloted by the size-altering CEO of Cross Technological Enterprises Yellowjacket, working in league with the secret anti-mutant organization Hominus Verendi. Yellowjacket is transmitting audiovisual intelligence back to the HV inner circle, and this is going to kind of end that. It's also going to show Hominus Verendi that the mutants ain't nothing to with because you're going to end up having Emma and Pyro kind of of the mind telepathically pretty much tell them you better stop doing your nonsense and we're coming for you. 
But one of the big things is by the end, finding out what is going on with old Kate Pride. But you start off with kind of a cold open, but a pretty hot open, if you ask me. And the idea of what they are trying to do with the telepath, trying to mess with Yellow Jacket's mind, showing him what he is seeing, but it's not really happening, where Pyro is getting kind of seduced a bit by Jean Grey, who's on the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am, saying, I hope you could give me a ride. And they go off, and this is where it is fun through this deal where this is Emma pretty much making Yellow Jacket think that this is what's going on. She's having fun with it. It seems that she learned all these things from watching soap operas, and it is well done. And Matteo Loli's art's really good. Well, she kind of might be doing this. Obviously, she's pissed off. She's mad that Pyro ended up having Yellow Jacket in that tiny submarine in him. But I think that she's also trying to keep her mind off of what's going on with them trying to resurrect Kate Pride. But you end up having Emma and Bishop kind of going. And it's funny, too, because what you end up having is a dupe and a dupe. It's a crisscross applesauce situation where you have Yellow Jacket think that he's seeing this crazy, sexy, smoky and the bandit deal going on. And it's a little less sexy because Jerry Reed is not there. But it's a little more sexy because Sally Field isn't there, even though I don't mind Sally Field. But you end up having them there. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God. Like, what's going on? That wasn't real of what I saw. And then you end up having Yellow Jacket kind of thinking that he expanded the whole deal and kind of exploded pyro around him. And all these things are just for the reader to be like, holy crap, like, what's going on? Pyro and Jean Grey, please. And then, oh, my God, pyro just got completely just demolished with the submarine expanding. That's not really happening either. Uh, this is to make the whole deal where Yellow Jacket thinks that he has escaped. He's kind of, oh my, I'm compromised, but I escaped. You end up having Bishop trying to shoot him. All this, again, is just in his mind. You end up having Emma do all this to him. And so you end up having him about to go to sleep. And I, I will mention the cuckoos are helping as well. This is like full out the whole team. This isn't just one on one. Uh, You know, this is everybody involved to do this. And yeah, so you end up having Yellow Jacket. He is going to go to sleep. He thinks he's heading back to Marjorie, but they're going to extract the submarine now. They use Magneto, who does end up just, you know, pretty much using his power to draw it out. He's pissed off. And he's said, even when Bishop says, hey, We would have caught this when he went, you know, the whole magnetic pulse would have gotten him from Krakoa. Um, But Magneto's like, I don't care. We have to rethink how we deploy the telepaths. We're going to have to figure some things out. This isn't good. Uh, But you end up having Emma and, you know, Bishop, like, we're going to go and take care of this hominous but before they end up doing that, you do have Emma kind of using her telepathic abilities with Pyro, going and showing Hominus Verendi again. Those mutants, they're like the Wu-Tang Clan because they end up going and, you know, while the Hominus Verendi, they're celebrating, they think it's the greatest, they're having their dinner. And you end up having Emma and Pyro 
kind of show up, you know, telepathically and say, we're on to you. We know what you did. You better not try this nonsense. You better not try to infiltrate Kreko or do anything to any of our mutants because we figured it out and we will end up taking you down. Now, Emma says, you know, I'm kind of cool. We got some hot blooded dudes right here and it's Pyro. And I'll tell you, I, I, I don't like Pyro's facial tattoo. I'm not down with it that much, but when he's in the shadows here and you end up having Emma say there are mutants whose blood runs more hotter than mine. It does look bad, but it really, really does. I mean, it is. And he ends up and they end up like he's like, all right, burn you tiny hate goblins. And they all think they're on fire. And you end up having them just Emma's like, OK, we, we're done here. And they end up realizing it's it's more it is a shocking scene for them and something that would really make you like, oh, my God, you know, it's crazy. Pyro wanted to have more fun. He wanted to keep doing this and keep pretending to burn them. But you end up having Emma say, I got more pressing matters. I got to go. And like I said, throughout this, she does seem a bit distracted more from the art and i think that it does a really good job with it where she's never really satisfied with what is going on because it does look like she is thinking of something else and what she's thinking of is are the five able to bring back kitty and they're not they're having problems they're all having problems and again where the art showed me in my mind that emma was you know upset you do end up seeing that all of the mutants that have gathered, the five, all of this, they're frustrated and they are upset because it's not working. They're not able to bring back a full Kitty Pride. And Emma is just upset. And it seems that Xavier's upset. Uh, And yeah, so this is where they're trying to. And I, I do like it where you end up having Emma say to Xavier, may I speak to the five? I don't understand what the problem is. And Charles puts both his hands on her shoulders and is like, Emma, neither do we. We can't figure it out. We're, we're trying to figure out what's going on. Now, the way everything is playing out, I, I'm guessing that Lockheed has some sort of thing with it uh, because, you know, we keep going back to Lockheed over and Marjorie, where she Lockheed's there with that girl that found him, you know, it and it's there. It wakes up, it goes and gets a fish for this girl, kind of like, hey, before I leave you, I, I want to give you a little prize here. Here's a fish. Thanks for everything you did. And thanks for the fish, as Douglas Adams would say. And then ends up flying off. And yeah, you end up with a narration from Emma who's talking about needing Kate. And at the end just says, I need you back, Kate. And so it's big. And you do see Lockheed heading back off to, I would suppose, going to Krakoa. And we'll see if Lockheed's love. The love is what we need, right? Maybe. We'll see. But it says next, leave none to tell the tale. So we'll go. And it's, it's again, it's a quick read. It, it really is. But... It's good. I like it. I like this whole deal. And it's a weird thing when you end up reading all these books, as most people have listened to, I think they have and probably read further on than me. Um, and I'm I'm even including the Hawks and Pox and stuff like that. I haven't enjoyed every moment that we've had. I ended up not even reading the books after Hawks and Pox because I didn't really dig that. I thought that that was more for long time fans. It didn't give me an entry feel to it when I read it so i end up going but i do 
end up where, yeah, I like Marauders. I like X-Force. I like the main X-Men title, you know, not as much as the Marauders or the X-Force. But what I do like about reading stuff like this and what I do appreciate from this whole deal is that as I'm reading, I ended up coming in with, yeah, I know Cyclops. I know Wolverine. I know, you know, the usual suspects I I would know. Um, But I wasn't a real big Emma fan. I loved Kitty Pride. Now she ends up dying. I'm mad. But I find myself really, really liking Emma to the point where I think Emma might be my second favorite mutant now. And so that's what I like about stuff like this. I like the opportunity to not just learn about characters. I love Boom Boom. I talked about earlier. I didn't know who Boom Boom was before all this. And I, I just like her. She's sassy. She is. But I love Emma. And that's like I was saying, I like that you end up, you know, liking some things, not just learning, but loving, liking all these things of characters that I never would be involved with. And yeah. I, I really do like Emma when we end up going and the Marauders book comes up on the list and I know it's coming up. I get excited because I want to see Emma now. I do want Kitty back, but I can just deal with Emma. And I like to hate Sebastian Shaw. So I even have that. And there's a bunch of things. I had already liked Armor, but I like her going with this too. And and you've noticed I'm mentioning characters. I'm not now mentioning Cyclops or Wolverine or Jean Grey, stuff like that, that, you know, I like learning and having fun and, and having my heart broken with these new characters, at least new for me. So all in all though, this, again, I said was a quick read, so I don't want to go too gaga about it, but I'm still going to end up giving it an eight five, just like I gave new mutants. So you end up having two eight fives with the, crap sandwich in in between uh because i am not enjoying excalibur though i do want more of betsy braddock because i think that she's cool too and i like the whole idea of a captain britain being a mutant deal uh but i just am not liking that book i hope that things turn around maybe it's me it's not you it's me i'll say to the book and and maybe i'll be able to turn it all around myself but That's that. That is the end of the show here. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll mention again where you can find us all around. We're on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. Go on over and read our reviews over at WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. Please, if you would do so, go to our YouTube channel where it's just kind of me doing the videos, not anybody else. So, It's kind of a personal thing that I would like more and more people to go there and possibly subscribe to the channel. It makes me so happy if people just subscribe. It does really make my day, but that's Weird Science Comics. You can search it like that. And if you want more and more shows that we do, we have a lot of exclusive shows over on our Patreon. If you want to support us, each level gets you more and more, and that's patreon.com slash weird science one of the things that i'm going to be doing i believe tomorrow is doing the events podcast the marvel events podcast where i'm going to be going through the first couple issues of the jack kirby captain american falcon mad bomb story that was kind of in that well not kind of it was in that marvel snapshots captain america that we just ended up having the last couple weeks so 
It's the Mad Bum deal that I'm going to be going through. So thanks a lot. It is very late slash early right now. I might have to go and drink some more coffee. You leave me, my monkey. I'll leave you your monkey. But thanks, everybody, and I'll talk to you later.